Have you ever tried brain retraining, memory work, trauma work, or any type of subconscious work and feel like you got worse from doing it? Or maybe a symptom went away and then came back again after trying these type of treatments. Just when you think you found a solution, you end up back at the drawing board. The answer to each of these frustrations can be simplified when you understand the two phases that happen in your mind and body when you have a stressful conflict. Too many people take retraining programs or do memory work without this understanding of the mind and body and end up saying that the process didn't work, when it may have on some level. When you understand these two phases, you will gain trust in the healing process and what is happening in your body rather than fearing it. This is one of my favorite areas of mind-body healing to talk about and is a must-listen episode if you want to heal. I've got lots to say, so let's get started. Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of the Simplify Your Healing Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Peterson, a mind-body coach teaching those with chronic illness how to heal and get back their life using their own mind. In today's episode, I'll be covering the two phases that happen in your body once you experience a conflict on the psyche level and why understanding these two phases is crucial to understanding what is happening in your body. So recapping briefly from previous episodes, remember that all physical symptoms are connected to unconscious stress. This unconscious stress is from an emotional conflict of some type that has not been resolved on a psyche also known as subconscious level. Once the psyche experiences one or many of these stressors, there is a specific process that happens in the brain and body. This is the foundation of German New Medicine that I talked about in episode number three. But now I'm going to take it a step further, explaining the two phases that your brain and body goes through once you experience a conflict. Be prepared to unlearn everything you have previously learned. This information may challenge you, and you may be tempted to deny and dismiss some of this research as it is so far removed from what we have been brought up to believe. But you need to keep your mind open to change and your heart open to truth. In doing this, you may realize, as I have, that this is awakening what we truly and instinctively know about our bodies. This information I'm sharing with you is based upon 40 years of scientifically and clinically correlated research by Dr. Hammer. Dr. Hammer stated that if there was just one exception to a theory, then it was incorrect. No guesswork or assumptions. Every discovery had to be found to be without exception before it was stated as fact. He was a physician and science was very important to him. There were no exceptions to his theories, and they had to be 100% true in order to consider them fact. German New Medicine leaves no question unanswered, and studying it reveals how many assumptions, unanswered questions, and unproven science exist in the modern conventional medical world. Let's look at modern medicine today. What do we have that would be considered 100% true? Nothing. So let's get to the goodies here. Dr. Hammer discovered when we experience a conflict within the nervous system, the shock causes a lesion in the brain at the control relay of a specific body part that is instrumental in assisting our survival in coping with the specific trauma experienced. He also discovered that all of these biological processes run in two phases, a conflict active phase 
and a healing phase, which runs after the conflict is resolved. So let's talk about phase one, known as the conflict active phase. It is a time of stress. It's where you're ruminating about the situation, feeling angry, frustrated, sad. After your boss yells at you, you're upset, you're shaky, you're not hungry anymore. You're wanting to go home and maybe live under a rock for a while. Our psyche, brain, and nervous system are all impacted at the moment of a conflict shock. And because it's unexpected and we are hardwired for survival, our psyche then says, "Uh uh-oh, this is unexpected. We have to mobilize all the forces here in this body to make sure we're going to be safe, to make it through this issue. Physiological changes are occurring right then and there, helping you to survive. Your nervous system has been turned on, and we're in what you would call fight or flight. Your physical symptoms during this conflict stage may include difficulty sleeping, cold hands, and low appetite. In general, though, there are not a lot of symptoms showing at this time. While the conflict is active, the biological program is facilitating the survival and coping of the conflict by either creating more cells, which will increase the surface area for more absorption, for example, or cell loss, ulceration, to widen a vessel, to allow more flow of bodily fluid through, if needed, for example. Think of the last time you were really stressed out. You could probably feel your heart pumping Your brain was busy processing the stressful events, and you were just stressed. Your blood was being shunted to your muscles because you are now running from that saber-toothed tiger. Even though the saber-toothed tiger might have been your boss who just piled a load of work on you in front of everyone else and dressed you down and made you feel an inch tall. What you know is that you're upset, and when you're upset, you know it. You're focused on the issue. You're mulling it over in the brain. You're rehashing the events and figuring out different scenarios. You're trying to make sense of it. Or maybe you're plotting your revenge. There are survival mechanisms all throughout nature. They're all around us. Think of plants. Roses have thorns that basically says, stay away. You're going to get hurt if you touch me. What about poisonous plants? Poison ivy. Poison oak. If you touch it, you get a rash. It's going to be uncomfortable. They don't want to be touched. There are some plants that release chemicals so the plants around it will then take notice and know that there is danger. Not only plants, but animals have survival mechanisms in place as well. There's a certain squid that will chop off its own arm and leave it behind as a diversion so it can get away. So what about a possum? We know it plays dead, right? Oh, I'm dead. You can leave me alone. And so it gets left alone. We all know what a skunk does. Their scent is a survival mechanism. And these are all survival mechanisms that are built into nature. They're built into the natural organisms on this planet, and we are natural organisms. Why would we be any different? And we're really not. We also have survival mechanisms. These are the biological programs that we incidentally share with animals. So we've just talked about that phase one, that conflict phase, the phase where we are, you know, in stress, We're ruminating about it. We're thinking about it. We can't get it off our mind. But then we resolve it. Once we resolve the conflict, maybe we make peace with it. Maybe the next day we talk with our boss and we work it out and there's an apology. And then our nervous system switches now into the second phase, which is called the healing phase. And it's in this healing phase, 
our brain is now going to direct our body to return to balance, to homeostasis. So your body looks at the changes that occurred in the first place, and it makes changes in the second phase to bring us back into balance. These changes are what we call, quote unquote, being sick. It's when we feel our worst. There is inflammation in this phase. There is pain. There is night sweats, fevers, and tiredness. In addition, the organ area of the body will also show symptoms, just depending on what program it's running. It's in this phase where we are feeling our worst, but we are actually healing, not malfunctioning. So this is where when you feel like poo, guys, when you feel like poo and you're sitting and wondering, why do I feel this way after I did this type of treatment or after I started working on my brain, why is this happening? Because this is the natural process in our body and it's when we feel our worst that we're in the healing phase. And the healing process is assisted by bacteria, fungus such as candida, and other microbes which, until activated by the brain, remain dormant, if not wiped out by overuse of antibiotics. They remain dormant until activated by the brain. And these microbes either help to break down additional cells or replenish cells depending on the biological program that is running. We've all been led to believe that germs cause disease. I get that. So do you always get a cold if you were just around someone who had a cold? If there's four people in the house, does everybody get it all the time? No. If you just breathe the air that they were breathing, are you going to get it too? Absolutely not. These so-called germs show up in the healing phase and are there to help with the natural process of healing. This is the time in this, in this healing stage that if someone has a UTI and is going to be in a lot of pain because that's the healing phase, they may go to the doctor at that time and get a test and they are going to find bacteria there and say, yep, you have an infection. So then you get an antibiotic, you go back into the conflict stage because of that and the healing process stops. It's when we are feeling our worst, when that bladder is burning, when it hurts to even hold a little bit of urine, that that is the healing phase. And if we just hold off a little bit and support the body naturally during that time, our body will move through that healing phase just fine and go back to homeostasis. But it's when we feel our worst that we get scared and we think that there's something wrong. These so-called germs show up in the healing phase and are there to help with the natural process of healing. And once that first part of the healing phase is complete, the body needs to push out the waste. So the body temporarily goes back into the stress phase in what is also known as the epicrisis. So at this phase, during that epicrisis, our body goes into that stress phase for just a short period of time. That epicrisis could last a minute. It could last a couple hours. But it's not going to be extremely long. It's just enough to get the body back into balance so it can go back to running its course. And then the second part of the healing phase is where you're going to see discharge. Sometimes bleeding, mucus, pus, diarrhea. As the body rids itself of the toxins and waste products produced during that healing time. All right, so, so far you've learned about the first phase, which is the conflict phase. When you're ruminating and thinking about the problem, you're stressed out. 
all of all of the stressors that come with that. And then we've also now learned about the second phase, which is the healing phase. The healing phase is when we feel our worst and when we're actually healing. And also when the fevers happen, the epicrisis happens, we just in general feel like poo here. And that is the healing phase in which we've got to understand is going to happen if we want to heal. It's part of the healing process. Your body is not going to heal without going through that. So you don't want to avoid it. You don't want to get scared by it. You want to trust this process. Let's look at an example of the common cold, for example, because that's something that most of us have all experienced. Do you really catch a virus from somebody else? Something comes into our body and knows exactly where to give us those exact symptoms? No, absolutely not. That's not an accurate description of what's occurring in your body. What happened is that you actually had what's called a stink conflict. We have different conflict categories in German New Medicine, and a stink conflict literally means something stinks. You have a stuffy nose, something stinks. Something was lousy in your life, something you were fed up with. It usually happens during a stressful time. So at the moment of the conflict shock, when you're totally fed up with something, your psyche started a program that reduced the number of cells in your sinuses because your body wanted to help you survive this issue, wanted to help you survive this issue that stinks. We don't want to smell this person anymore. Let's get away from this person or situation. This is so counterintuitive, I know, to what we've been taught, and I know that. Hang in there with me. So we've got a stink conflict. We're upset. We're totally fed up. We're losing cells in our sinuses. Biologically, we don't want to smell that person or situation that we're fed up with. And if we can't smell it, then our psyche says, well, we're no longer near that, which means the, the crisis has been averted. We're not near what we originally thought stunk, stinks, which means we can move on now. It's been resolved. And so this whole mechanism helps us to get away from it. Our psyche knows that losing cells in our sinuses will help us resolve this program. So let's say you're on a city bus and somebody sits next to you who obviously has a bad cold. They're sneezing, they're coughing all over you, and you're thinking, oh my gosh, they're sitting right next to me. I can't believe this. They're spraying their germs all over me. Instantly, by just having those thoughts, you have a conflict shock. You are now losing cells in your sinuses right there on the bus so you can no longer smell this person that you don't want to be near. It is a metaphoric expression happening in your body. And a few days later, you're away from that person. You're not even thinking about them anymore. And your psyche has realized, okay, we're not in any danger. We're away from that person. We lost cells. We need to refill them. So healing always takes place in a liquid environment. So your body brings liquid to your sinuses. And that that process helps us to replenish the holes that we created a few days ago on the bus. This is what we call the common cold. It is the healing phase of a stink conflict. Okay, so nothing has invaded you when you get the common cold. There are no microbes that have entered to wreak havoc on your body. You have had a stink conflict, and it's metaphorically representing in your body. Let's let's keep it simple, even though it feels like, whoa, that's way out of left field. So in fact, microbes are helping you, which is why we always see microbes being active in the healing phase when you are sick. Yet what do we do? We take drugs to minimize all those symptoms to get rid of the microbes, And this puts our body right back into the conflict stage. It says, all right, I can't heal in that. I can't heal in that environment. 
I need to do this process in order to heal and this is coming in here and I no longer can do my job and this is causing me stress. It's going right back into the conflict. We're putting it right back into that conflict bucket. A better choice would be to support that healing process. Understand what is happening in your body and maybe take some homeopathy, some chicken soup, some essential oils, whatever you may grab. All of those things that we know that will help our bodies to recover sooner and easier. That's what's important. These two phases, the conflict and the healing, go on in your body without you even thinking about it. You can easily go through each of these phases in a day or a matter of minutes. But in the case of chronic illness, there is a little bit of a twist. Chronic conditions are caused by what we call a hanging healing, which is when the body cannot complete the healing phase. Again, that phase two. This can be due to conflict relapses, poor diet, certain medications and stimulants, which can push the body back into the conflict active phase by taking the body out of the vegatonic, which is the relaxed, unstressed state. This may cause symptoms to disappear. Due to there being no symptoms in the conflict active phase, this can create a belief that the medication or stimulant is helping, but in reality, it is not allowing the biological program to complete its healing. It is interrupting the healing phase. Allergies are caused when tracks are created that are basically triggers of the original conflict that someone has had. And when these triggers are experienced, the biological program is reactivated. Those that have chronic illness not only have the physical symptoms going on, but because of those symptoms, they have negative thinking tracks that keep them in the conflict stage. Think about it. If you were your nervous system and we're getting a message all day that something is wrong with you or that the constant fear of never getting well or the worry about there's something being something wrong, wouldn't that put you on high alert? That's not a calm message. It's a message of, hey, be on alert. There's something wrong here. It's a message of stress. And triggers are also a big component to chronic symptoms because we may actually go into the healing phase after resolving a conflict, but then you get re-triggered, which then brings you right back to the conflict stage. So this is where someone may say, I was better and then I got worse. And I keep going back and forth, back and forth. The symptom goes away, comes back, goes away and comes back. That means it's a hanging healing and that the actual event itself that caused that conflict has not been resolved, but then you're also being re-triggered by it. So we have to work on it from both directions. So here's an example. Say you have a conflict event with your mother-in-law, and then a few days later you got over it. You would then go into the healing phase. But during that phase, your mother-in-law calls you and re-triggers you again putting you right back into the conflict phase. So with chronic illness or chronic symptoms, you're not just addressing the events that cause a shock in the nervous system in order to heal. You also have to address the negative thinking patterns and triggers. If all of these are not addressed, the brain and the body go back and forth between the conflict and healing phases, never allowing your body to go through the healing process completely. Fear, negative thinking, antibiotics, medications, supplements, more stress, and triggers, which are old tracks in the subconscious, can all interfere with the healing process. The body is never able to fully resolve the conflict and go through the healing phase as it's designed to do. This is why we call it a hanging healing, 
And every person that I work with has between five and 20 of them at least. So am I saying that we should do nothing if we don't feel good or are diagnosed with something? Absolutely not. What I'm saying is that when you understand what is happening in your body, then you can accept and surrender to the healing process instead of getting in the way of it. German New Medicine gives us an entirely new perspective on how to help ourselves. For some programs, truly, surgery might be your best bet. Sometimes it's the worst thing you can do. But with German New Medicine, you at least have a better understanding of when to use surgery and even when to take pharmaceuticals or use holistic therapies, if at all. So you might have a question of, okay, I get the conflict in the healing phases. Tell me, how long is the conflict in healing phases? Well, sometimes you're only stuck in the conflict stage for a few minutes because you have something happen and you immediately release it or change your perception on it and it goes away. And other times, people are stuck in the conflict stage for years. When it comes to years, it's those big traumas. It's those memories that you can't let go of or that situation that's always on your mind that hasn't been processed that keep a person in the conflict stage. And once a person is able to move through and resolve those conflicts, the healing phase can happen. The healing phase will be less intense if you are able to resolve the conflict quickly. So if it was a situation that lasted five minutes, you're not even going to feel the healing phase. But if it was something that was on your mind for a couple hours or a day or two, you know, you might have something happen that lasts, maybe you don't feel good for an hour. That's as quick as it is. Everybody is different, but it, it really, your healing phase is really going to be contributed to how long you've been in that conflict. And if you were in conflict for years, the healing phase could be intense. But in general, the worst of the healing phase is less than three days. I mean, three days We've had the flu and it's lasted longer than that. But we also know on the last couple days of having the flu when we sweat it out and have the fever, we know healing is right around the corner. And we have to do the same thing when it comes to healing other illnesses or chronic symptoms is let the body do what it needs to do to heal. And knowing this, you can be prepared and support your body as it comes back into balance. Now, lastly, I want to talk about fear as a contributor to keeping someone from going through the healing phase completely, because I hear it so often with those that I work with or that come to me for my working with me in my program. The culture of fear is not helpful for anyone because fear is obviously a stress response in the body and it makes every single program, and remember, every symptom you have is a program running in your brain. Fear makes every single one of those programs in the body more complicated and more severe. And so if you're fearing that your illness will never go away or the diagnosis that you've been given, you are on some level keeping yourself sick by bringing your mind back into the conflict phase by being in fear. You're actively choosing to stay sick on some level by choosing to go down that rabbit hole of fear. For me, one of the best things about German New Medicine is the freedom of fear of disease. And we have a culture of fear in our country. Let's face it, we've been taught to fear our bodies, to fear each other, to fear the natural microbes that live inside us and also around us, for goodness sakes. (laughs) I think we've lost the connection to our bodies. I think we've lost an innate wisdom of our bodies and German New Medicine helps us to get that back. 
And I find it's very empowering that when you understand what really caused the symptoms you have and you have this new perspective, it's something that people often understand intuitively. I can't tell you the number of times when I've asked somebody, okay, so what was going on in your life five years ago, right before your symptoms began? And they all know it. Well, that was when my mother died or that's when my divorce was final. People know intuitively what was going on in their lives around the time that their symptoms showed up just prior to. This is how German New Medicine can empower us. I don't see that kind of empowerment coming from the business model of disease we currently have now. I truly believe we are hardwired for survival and we've forgotten that we are. To me, it's just common sense and it keeps healing simple. So when we do the subconscious work, change our thinking, do memory work, we resolve the conflicts and then we feel worse. It's not a time to start doubting or fearing what our body is doing. It's actually a time to celebrate that your body is healing. You keep your head in the right lane. It's really up to us to get out of our body's way and support it the best that we can. I like to tell my students, it's none of your business what your body is doing. Your only business is your brain. You don't question how your body heals a cut. So why are you questioning how it's healing anything else in your body? It is more wisdom than you will ever know. And trying to fix it your way is only delaying your healing. I hope I got you thinking today and also understanding why you feel worse before you feel better. Your perception about how your body heals needs to shift if you truly want to heal. No more excuses that you had to quit because you felt worse after doing the brain work. Now that you know these two phases of your body, it's time to celebrate at those times instead of feeling full of fear, instead of questioning and thinking that there's something wrong. You're naturally going to feel worse before you feel better. And if you know that and are prepared for that, it's so much more easier than in being in fear of it and questioning it. Your healing will actually happen a lot faster and easier if we allow the process to do what it's designed to do. If you like what you heard today and want to continue learning how to keep healing simple by focusing on your mind, then please subscribe to this podcast. There is so much more to discuss around this and I look forward to sharing with you all of what I teach and have learned. If you want to connect with me further, please join my Facebook group by going to the mindbodyrewire.com slash group. You can also learn more about my Mind Body Rewire program at www.themindbodyrewire.com. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to bringing you more information to simplify your healing next week.